points in the health system. Welcome to the Tippis podcast. The Tippis podcast. As we continue to enrich the atmosphere with carbon dioxide, temperatures will go up. But what kind of weather should we expect in the future? We know that climate in the far past has changed rather abruptly because tipping points were reached and the climate system tipped into another state. But if we in our days run into such an abrupt change in the climate system because of the increasing amounts of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, how is that going to influence local weather in different areas of Europe? Is it going to be wilder, more extreme, as we sometimes hear future weather might become? And if so, how will we experience that? How will we feel it? And in which regions are we going to feel the changes the most? Susanna Corti, you are a senior scientist at Italian National Research Council at the Institute of Atmospheric Science and Climate in Bologna. In the TIPES project, you will be searching for those answers. Yeah, uh, in the TIPES project, uh, actually, one of a uh, new idea, I would say, is that trying to figure out or, uh, how the future weather might be if one of these uh, tipping points, if this sh- a fast shift in the climate would happen. And, uh, of course, this is uh, quite interesting because first we have to find uh, tipping points, which is not easy, and there will be groups that are actually they will study that. But once we find one of them, so basically an event, a tipping element, that uh, can basically be able to push the climate from one state to another, we want to look at what happens to the weather. The weather is what we experience every day. So in a different climate, in a very different climate, what would be the weather in Europe? And this is the answer. This is the question that we would like to answer. Mm. If uh, we cross a tipping point, how is going to change the weather as we know in Europe? Why do you think that's important? What's the motivation for you to look for that, for these weather changes, you might say? Abrupt weather changes. Well, uh, the the point is this: that uh, when we talk about climate, the people can have uh, just a cloudy idea of what climate is. Actually, the climate is a concept, is a, is a uh, the average of something, is a is a habit. But the weather is something different because the weather is something that we experience every day. So basically, uh, if we are able to say, okay, in a totally different climate, the weather or the the recurrence of extreme events or uh, rains or uh, floods, uh, or but also just how can you expect to have uh, the the number of weather or uh, dry ways, how they are going to change, are they going to to change in frequency or uh, in seasonality. This is something that uh, uh, we think that uh, the people, they can understand more because it's something that uh, affects their everyday life. So we can relate much more to a weather situation than we can to, like, say that the temperature goes up two degrees or whatever. So, so that's yeah. why it's it's a better argument, you think? Yeah, it's a better argument. It's something that uh, actually can speak directly uh, to the common sense more than uh, talking about average uncertainty, about average or uh, standard deviations or 
we know some are statistical concepts that uh, we can understand that are very useful to understand things, but once you have to give examples, so we want to be able to give examples, concrete examples to, to the people. As a climate scientist, you must have, you have known a lot of things for many years, but have you seen then that shifts in how the population reacts and, uh, and talks about climate change is, is due to weather changes really to like when they experience some special situations in the weather system, which might not even be related to climate systems? Actually, yes, because, for example, what happens usually, and then uh, that uh, uh, as a climate scientist, uh, uh, the people, they, they ask for you, or the journalists, for example, to give you communication when uh, given extreme events uh, occurs that say, ah, is this climate change? And, of course, this is a... In general, a question that we are not able to answer because basically this can be something that would have happened also without the climate change. And the climate change, it, it's something that is related to the statistics. So how it, it, it changes the statistics. And this idea of um, being able to say, okay, if there will be a tipping point, a, a, a abrupt change, then you will see your, uh, in one winter will be like that. So, for example, if now you have a certain number of uh, storms and so and so and so, then this will going to change in this way. And I think it, it, this is very effective for, for communication and also for, uh, for, for the, politi uh, the, the stakeholders to take action. Mm. So it makes it easier to understand what climate change is actually all about. Yeah, it's much easier to understand how climate change can affect our life, our way of living, and actually uh, can convince people in, in some way that probably uh, uh, there is scope for action because uh, it's something that is going to affect uh, uh, the everyday life. Mm, so it would be a good illustration. Could yeah. you give an example of such a tipping point of how weather might, and how weather might change accordingly in certain regions? So, uh, that would be a thought example. That would, it would be a guess, I guess. Well, one of the of, uh, <clears throat> tipping points that uh, people are interested in is uh, someone related to this uh, meridional overturning circulation in the Atlantic. And basically, it is, is a conveyor belt, and uh, it affects all the Atlantic for the uh, South Pole to the North Pole, and uh, it is responsible for uh, the um, transportation of uh, of basically of heating to the northern and southern latitudes. So that, that's that's what we in everyday language call the Gulf Stream, isn't it? Yeah, the Gulf Stream is part is one part of 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 this big circulation, and of course this circulation uh, can uh, slow down or, or even stop, and uh, actually apparently can be affected by climate change. So with the warming of temperature, this. Uh, circulation can slow down and uh, the slowdown of the circulation could uh, in in a way slow down the 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 transportation of uh, heating from the equator to 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 the europe and uh, paradoxically uh, what could happen is that that in a global uh, warming so basically in in a world which is in average um, <clears throat> warmer we could have a, a spot for a while that could be, for example, northern Europe, in which actually for a while the temperature can be colder. But, and this is, if 
Of course, we don't know if this is going to happen, or we don't know uh, if it's, it's going to happen in this way, but it's a possibility. And, for example, in this case, uh, there will be a uh, uh, relatively fast transition of climate in uh, one part of Europe. And that uh, can be a tipping point. So, for example, we could study the change of uh, everyday weather before this, the happening of this event and after the happening of this event. Why, both, why would you want to do both before and after? Yeah, because, be, because basically the idea is just to show a change. So how the system is sensitive to a change. So basically you want to have a, a big climate model and we'll have a high resolution simulation of the weather. So really weather simulation, a high resolution means that we can uh, simulate um, basically uh, cyclones and, and uh, it at a really refined uh, space scale. Mm. And but th those models are take a long time to, to run on the computers. Yeah, they take, a, they, they take a long time to run on the computers and actually we need supercomputers to, to, to run these models. Uh, but then uh, before the tipping point, they can be run just um, for a few years, uh, for a few years to see how is the typical uh, season in those years and then after how and to say how is the change. And for example, we might discover that uh, the ever <clears throat> this, uh, there will be more uh, um, extratropical storms in, in uh, one area, less in another area, and uh, maybe this, the number will be, the difference will be big. We don't know yet. No, but the idea is then that you can actually, I mean, you can inform different regions of Europe that this would happen or this would happen to you. And I mean, it would be, have different consequences, of course, in Northern Europe than in Southern Europe and so on. But that's the idea. Yeah, this is, this is the idea. And uh, also we might be able, we don't know yet, to do th these with different models. So just to, um, uh, in a way, uh, estimate the uncertainty, which is uh, due to the the models are different, so they, they might have uh, uh, different uh, <coughs> response to this kind of uh, changes and try to inform people about that, yeah. Mm. And then hopefully politicians and citizens all over the world will be able to better understand the consequences of possible tipping points in the climate system and act as they find best. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, yes. Tips. Tips. The TIPIS project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under grant agreement number 820970.